0: Can you hear me? I can hear you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Here, just get this a little stuff. closer. Right there. Okay. there you go. Uh, so, uh, just got us a little martial arts training session in. Now we're podcasting it up. Appreciate you coming on to uh, to talk. Really, the only uh, weird part is at the beginning when I have to sort of tell everybody who you are that's not reading the title of the video okay. or the audio feed. But this is Dr. Dana Thomason. and. Uh, a Renaissance man of sorts uh, we, we uh, you know we just did martial arts together you uh, I, I got a lot of things to ask you about uh, throughout the day because uh, previously an ordained minister, is that's yes. correct uh, p- professor of philosophy and world religions at one point yes at one point still still got one foot in the game <laughs> right right, right. Uh, but um, you know just what's uh how did you get started into education like that's where you and i met we were working at a, right, at a college right. together what got you um interested in some of the same stuff i'm into i've
1: probably been interested in it ever since i was in college um actually went to college with the intention of going to law school interesting uh, got a little sidetracked there uh got real interested in religion and philosophy uh, then um So I went, did a degree in uh, uh, theology, uh, did a a Ph.D. in religious and theological studies, and then came back and did my master's in... uh, in
0: How many years were you in the...
1: 30 years, Wow. a little over, yeah.
0: Wow, and I know we've kind of gone, you you and I, just in several conversations, but you've moved moved all over a little bit, or you lived in a few different cities and taught at a few different places in and out of state.
1: Uh, really just, uh, I went to school out of state, but, uh, pretty much lived in state otherwise. And okay. I, um, uh, was really, um, the, um, uh, I went to uh, Hendricks College as a, uh, uh, as, uh, assistant chaplain and counselor. And while I was there, I uh, got more and more interested in the counseling aspect of things and, uh. Went ahead and did, uh, actually, completed my counseling degree while I was there on staff at Hendricks and uh, taught some courses there. Do they
0: offer masters? No, do they, they have do a master's not. program. Graduate? No,
1: it's strictly undergraduate school.
0: Where and, Where did you get your um, graduate degree from?
1: Uh, the first one from SMU in uh, Dallas, Texas, Southern Methodist University. Uh, that was a Master of Theology. I went from there to Denver, Colorado, and uh, did my Ph.D. there, uh, University of Denver, and then uh, came back to Arkansas, and uh, after a couple years, went to UCA and completed the Master's in Counseling and and Psychology there.
0: You know, um, UCA is cranking out a lot of
1: good good stuff. It's Um, a good school.
0: It's uh, I just recently I'm, I'm teaching Arkansas history this semester. I'm really excited about it, uh, mostly because uh, who I got I got to study with. Uh, that's the book over there, a huge book right there. I got a more condensed version. That's a book I use in the upper level course. But I got to study with one of the authors of the textbook when I went to school, and he's been kind of him and a guy I was in graduate school with been kind of helping me out. But that's uh, UCA had uh, I was looking at Arkansas history resources, and they had a. Uh, You know how TED Talks has kind of blossomed out, and they do a ton of different talks now. And UCA has been the host of of some different TED Talks. Wow! And um, one was the the Quapaw culture, and they were going into how Arkansas is a Quapaw Mm -hmm. word. And um, for people listening, don't know, Quapaw is one of the uh, what what we call the five civilized tribes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. who were the uncivilized tribes. <laughs> but it's uh it was a fascinating little video. There's there are so I was I was happy uh I've been combing for resources for Arkansas history for the last well, well this is pretty much all summer and I was super happy to find such a solid um video resource from on it was on YouTube, but it was a bit, you know, you look at I found some great videos yesterday been chopped up from a AETN page, but I couldn't find their AETN video. It was like somebody had gotten the video and huh. chopped it up, it's like a family member, and they had some stuff on their YouTube page and I was like, mm, I can't use this. Yeah. So uh, it was a bummer, so sometimes you run into that. But I've I've got it set up to where each week we're gonna be having some cool resources. That's and, great. Uh have you met Mr. Dean? He's one of my judo mentors, older older gentleman. He's the guy who carved that Wing Chun dummy for me. Oh, okay, okay. But um, he has made me an atlatl for that class. So, do you know? Are you familiar with that? No. I'll tell you what. I'll just throw this up on the computer real quick for you. Okay. It's like an ancient spear launching device. Uh, So, I'm going to show this. To my classes, uh, like one of the first days, it's pretty cool. That's my dog out there at the door. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to, uh, he wants to come and say hi. He's 107 pounds or something though. So, if he
1: wants to say hi later, we'll do that. He's a good boy. Yeah.
0: Here, here we go. This this video is called "What Is an At Laddle" on YouTube. If anybody wants to look it up. These are big in Australia, too. Really? Yeah. It's it's prehistoric, pre-contact tribal cultures. It's pretty cool. He's got the antler on the... There you go. Pretty interesting, huh? Cool. It's just like a spear launcher. Yeah. It's like a bow and arrow version for a, a, a longer projectile than. But this one there's those. Uh, I'm a resource. I'm showing uh, these people actually make and sell out ladles, but I had I had one commissioned for to show my class. Cool. In the second week, we're gonna, I'm gonna go over that, but interesting.
1: Yeah. Never even
0: heard. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, heard of it. I heard of it when I was going through school, and then um, it's come back up just preparing for this class. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. So, uh, interesting. But, man, prehistoric uh, prehistoric weapons are super fascinating to me. I'm, uh, which we were just training some weapons at the gym. Right. So, you know, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> so... Let's, hit, let's get some of your take on this. Okay, Vol. And I think you and I might have even mentioned this to you before. Voltaire has this quote out there. I believe it's Voltaire. He says, "Um, a little bit of philosophy will make you an atheist, <laughs> but a lot of philosophy will make you believe in God." <laughs> have you heard that before? I
1: haven't heard that. Uh, yeah.
0: So uh, that's uh, that's one I tell my uh, Western Civ two courses yeah. when I'm yeah. going over that. And uh, but what would you I mean, how do you, you know, my philosophy professor I took in college, he would never divulge too deeply into his beliefs. Uh, but I've always wondered how a professional, uh, in because, I mean, there's only, I think, uh, 12,000 philosophers in North America and Canada or something like that, philosophy really? professors something like that, because he uh, used to always cite the <laughs> remarkably low numbers, like in case you're looking for something to get yeah. into. Yeah. right but um how how somebody that looks that is very educated as I've learned more as I've gotten out of school and reviewed and revisited and had new levels of understanding on things but how do you sort of uh marry the two okay. if that's uh a...
1: with uh philosophy religion and psychology wow yes, or the three yeah, yeah the, the bit third, there you go third, for third, you it, it it's a whole other um, plane the um i don't know. Common denominator may be uh, consciousness itself.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yes. What uh, What would you uh, clarify that? Sure.
1: Um, <coughs> for me, um, can have many different names for ultimate reality. Uh, some people call it Brahman. Some people call it the Tao. Uh, some people call it God. Uh, For me, we're talking about consciousness, consciousness itself. Um, I um, don't know that I was ever very um, standard or orthodox in any of my beliefs, ever. Um, And um, I guess... um, the first person I ever read that kind of got me uh, understanding things a little more was uh, Paul Tillich. Uh, Paul Tillich was a a professor at the University of Chicago for a number of years, wrote a um, number of books over the years. Uh, He talked about God as being itself, uh, Big B. Um, And uh, I would say that's the first time anything really made sense to me uh, as far as uh, religion, God, that sort of thing. Um, then uh, started reading a little bit about process, philosophy, and theology with um, probably uh, the most important person for me in that regard was John Cobb, uh, who was professor out at it Claremont, California, for a number of years. Um, University of Denver, a number of people there were schooled and processed thought. And, and uh, again, some other things finally were beginning to click with me. Um, my own research and consciousness, and I would say um, religion, philosophy, the biggest influence on me has been uh, Ken Wilber, of all people. Are you familiar with Ken no. Wilber's stuff? Um, Ken Wilbur was, um, uh, well, he's still around. Um, he was a, um, as he, I think he even calls himself this, kind of a military brat. Um, he moved around quite a bit with his, uh, family because his dad was in the military, at least worked for the military. And, uh, he ended up in, um, uh, Duke University, uh, as a, uh, freshman. Uh, with pl- with the intention of going to med school, and as he tells the story, he uh, uh, started reading some Eastern philosophy, I think read Dao De Jing, uh, and uh, spent the rest of his uh, time simply reading uh, Eastern and Western philosophy and religion. Quit going to class, uh, really wasn't any big deal for him, he made a four-point anyway, and uh, I think biochemistry or something along those lines. Interesting. Yeah, he's a pretty pretty uh, unusual individual. IQ over 160. Um, w- lettered in several uh, sports. so Not your typical uh, nerd when it came to uh, academics. Um, went to University of Nebraska to uh, study and get his PhD. He dropped out there uh, with a master's degree and began to to write, and, uh, lift weights, and meditate, did those three things, he, uh, I hope I'm getting all this correct, at least this is what I've read, um, he worked as a dishwasher all those years while he was trying to get his first, first, uh, book published, uh, took him a little while, but then after that, now he has, uh, his collected works, uh, which is kind of unusual for somebody who's still alive, but, uh, his first book's uh, entitled Spectrum of Consciousness, and, uh, I think that was probably, uh, that read probably, uh, really resonated with me, and so, um,
0: What is, what was his thesis in that book? That's an interesting title. Yeah,
1: um, that consciousness is on a spectrum that, um, um kind of like the, uh, electromagnetic spectrum, we, you know, uh. Uh, our consciousness is at different levels. And uh, in some places he talks about, uh, you know, six or eight levels, nine levels, uh, but basically three big uh, major breaks, which is in keeping with a lot of other uh, philosophy and uh, psychology, uh, religion. Uh, So he's kind of right in tune with all that. Um,
0: We were joking this morning at the gym about... um and not really joking, because I don't have. Uh, I always, always kind of pretext this by telling uh, people that one of my very best friends is uh, a Scientologist. Mm. But they have that their the bridge to the I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, it is that you get you reach OT level nine.
1: Okay. You know,
0: then you're an operational thetan, a, a, a functional soul.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but the the bridge to freedom or so I forget what it's all called but um there, that's there's kind of just reminds me we we're just yeah. talking about we we're yeah. like yeah ot level <laughs> nine man that's yeah. that's what we're after <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's that's interesting you know I'm I've started thinking about things more spectrum oriented than yeah. than than anything lately I mean it, it sort of seems that everything falls on the spectrum
1: that's true for me even with uh, uh, psychology disorders and so forth I think all uh, psychological disorders are on a spectrum you know uh, the diagnostic statistical manual of mental disorders we call it the DSM um, has mostly taken a categorical approach where uh, you meet a certain number of criteria then you can be diagnosed with uh, you know, uh, major depression or uh, generalized anxiety um, but a lot of people are now thinking in terms of a spectrum you know uh, kind of idea is if you, um, if, and I'm making up the number here, but if, let's say you need to meet 10 criteria to be diagnosed with uh, uh, major depressive disorder and you only meet eight, does that mean you're not majorly depressed? <laughs> <laughs> Just minorly depressed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, the move toward understanding things in a continuum and that's also kind of, fits well with my overall view of things
0: well okay so let's uh split off on another path here for a sure. second if we can but interesting that you mentioned mental disorders there's a lot of like, the, all these shootings as of as of late uh and not to uh get on a super negative topic here yeah. but wow a lot of people are saying that's mental disorders. A lot of people are saying it's video games. A lot of people are saying it's screens. A lot of people are saying it's uh, politics and political division in our country. Uh, you, as a, I mean, would you call yourself a clinical psychologist? What, what, well, account? Li- just a counselor? Well, I'm
1: licensed as a licensed professional counselor. So, it,
0: just with your experience and your life and education and is in um mental health care right you know, however That's you fine. want to quantify yeah. that uh what do you how do you quantify what's going on what is you, what in your opinion is the cause of people doing these things in walmarts and krogers yeah. and
1: well i'm not sure that there's a single cause i think it's multifaceted um you know without getting too much into politics or anything but uh I think there is a huge division in this country, and and uh, I think it's pretty sad. Um, and uh, you know, I don't I don't think uh, there's any one cause, uh, but
0: everybody would like to maybe simplify it down to I that. Think so. I totally agree. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the mental health thing is something that keeps standing out, and I. Yeah. That is the only argument that I've heard that I think has the most legs is that and in a time and place where in our known history of the world, we have more of a population and are more globalized than any time than ever that we know about. Yeah. And us being more globalized and more networked, we are having more reporting, more news outlets, digital media. Right. like, uh, And it's how that is all interfacing with us. Uh, I wonder if it's just because we have larger samplings of population, larger population centers, larger cities, and it, cities themselves. You know, I mean, our tiny little nook of 65,000 people in the county or Thirty thousand people in the uh, in the city, and we still have some some crime here, shootings, yep. Yep. and uh, so a teenage girl shot her dad the other day, um, and stuff like that's going on. That's just here in our on our neighborhood, and we hear minor reporting on it, but nothing like what's going on with like reporting in the national news and stuff. But it's like I wonder if it's just like there's more population, so therefore, because people will be mentally ill. Right or certain number of people are born sociopathic or, or, right. or, just different studies and breakdowns I've seen on that. It's that's the only thing I could lead to think that's like yes people are or people are being raised maybe with hysterical ideologies like yeah. uh, white supremacy or, yeah, or you know exactly uh, hate in general. So
1: I think uh, I think one one thing we definitely need to do is more money needs to be uh, given for mental health. Uh, It should be, uh, you know, working in the field, obviously, I'm rather biased, but uh, we definitely need to uh, put more money toward helping those who are mentally ill. It shouldn't be so uh, difficult to get help. Um, And of course, um, I I think it's a, a serious problem. I think politics plays a huge role in the in the uh, shootings. I think that, uh, um, like you say, maybe just the uh, population in general, we um, and the accessibility of um, um,
0: firearms. firearms
1: with with that kind of capacity. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm uh, uh, you know, I. I, I uh, have a license to carry. Um, Likewise. um, But um, so I'm not, you know, totally anti-gun or anything like that. I'm not either, but I'm
0: definitely pro-reform on some things.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, no one needs a uh, magazine that holds 100 rounds or, um, you know, they just don't. Um, I think that plays a role. Like I say, I think mental health plays a role. I think politics plays a role. Uh, again, there's not just one... Yeah, I don't think you point at one thing. Mm-hmm. That's, again, that's just my opinion on it, but uh, I think we try to simplify things that are uh, complex, and, and uh, uh, it's very easy to to uh, look at one thing and, and say that's the total reason for it when it's more. It's, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh,
0: on health care do you feel like there's a you know i've been following a lot of things bernie sanders is saying right with in relation to democratic socialism he was recently on joe rogan's podcast uh did an hour and seven minutes or something and really explained a lot of his policies i would anybody who's wondering like he goes into how he plans to sort of pay for things right uh, you know and and I, I i'm like yeah okay i'm I'm more into that than Amazon not paying taxes. But he's just like, why is Amazon not paying taxes? Joe Rogan asked him that and he goes, you know, and this, and there's these off-island or offshore accounts and stuff like this. And he goes into it, he's like, why is that? And he goes, because those are the people making laws. Yeah. You know, but... Um, have you seen a candidate that's an answer? Do you? I mean, what what are some things that we could? Uh, you, do you think Bernie Sanders is commenting on mental health? Because I've only heard him commenting on just like. And you, as you, as somebody who is yep. now at least partially retired, yes, right, yes, one foot in the home, that's right, right, <laughs> uh, but still also working and mm. still had had some uh, a trip to the hospital recently mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And I read this morning where some elderly couple uh, someplace out of state was uh, did a murder-suicide because yes. they couldn't Yes. And I'm just like, man, that's, that's one of the most heartbreaking things I've read this whole time. Like, that turned me more to we got to fix that than anything.
1: We've got to fix something, in my opinion. We are the only industrialized nation in the world that does not provide health care for its people. The only one. Um, and uh you know you hear all these arguments, well, it's not so good in all these other places um, i don't I don't agree with that. I've talked to people that uh, uh, have used uh, the resources in other places and um, you know it's certainly better than uh, uh, not having any resources. The cost and,
0: on the IV bags and oh, insulin and stuff say, stuff that's like you you got to have it
1: is yeah, insane it's uh, like uh, My insurance, even though I'm now on Medicare, uh, Medicare, I have to pay a little more because I earn a little more. Um, My supplemental and my drug, and then my wife is not uh, 62 yet, so uh, our insurance is going to be over $1,000 a month.
0: That's where my parents are at, man. Over $1,000 a month. I never even... One of the biggest blessings of... um, the job at the college is that I, I kinda told everybody this uh on the front end, but what I have held out of my check every month for health, dental, life, vision, like the whole and right. retirement, oh, right. the whole I'm spectrum not... uh-huh. and and the the matching retirement, all that is less than I was paying for just health before I started working. And I mean, for and here's, well, okay, well, why is it that way? Here's my interpretation, is because the college went to these people, like, hey, I got all these employees, you want to give us a break? Hey, we got all these campuses, you want to give us a break? And then the insurance company gives the college an insane break, but the insurance company's still killing it because the number of people on the, and like, their liability goes up more, I get it, because the number of folks on their insurance, but it's crazy that because I don't have the university bartering for me previously, I got to pay almost $300 more. And man, when I was trying to pay back student loans and my wife and I are really successful with what we do at the gym. Like it's, it, like, Darren uh, from work was asked me the other day. He's always joking around with me about, like, fighting and stuff. He's like, yeah. you want to go, man? I'm like, dude, we can start any <laughs> position you want. But he's like, does your wife have to have another? I was like, no, dude, she doesn't. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, I don't really either. I just like having a lot of extra money. <laughs> but yeah. when I was paying the student loans and everything was coming from right. just that and all the insurance, and it's like, well, maybe we don't need to. And now it's just like, oh, but we can have dental mm-hmm. for less. Okay, let's do that. And I, d- I think that it's be like, th- what I like is like, okay, whether I am just got out of college, graduate school, in that first, you know, transitionary period of getting into a career, uh, paying back student loans, acquiring interest on student loans, trying to buy a house, it's like, are those the struggles I need to be dealing with? Yeah. You know, and that that's a lot of uh, issues going on It's like... Uh, I'm very fortunate in my plight. I know a lot of people with a Ph.D. that can't get a job right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. And working in the uh, area that I work in, uh, you know, I know people that, uh, you know, just basically aren't making it. Um, they, you know, a lot of people exist, paycheck, paycheck. A lot of people um, make it on so little money. Um,
0: if you heard of people getting their stu- uh, student, uh, so you take somebody that maybe went back to school when they were 40, uh-huh. and now they're drawing their Social Security and their wages are getting garnished to pay back their student loans. Yeah. That blows my mind, too. Yeah.
1: You know? It's, uh, there, again, I just think there's no excuse for, in our society for us not to take care of our people. That is a moral catastrophe.
0: Do you see a connection between poverty and mental health?
1: Yes. I mean, there's definitely uh, uh, some research that shows that um, people with mental illnesses, their uh, income goes down. And we're talking about seriously mentally ill. Um, You know, they just don't have the uh, ability to work, and so... They're on some kind of uh, support, and uh, you know it's barely enough to survive on. Um, and again, there's I think if we're going to call ourselves a civilized society, seems like we have a responsibility to care for those who can't care for themselves. That that, that just seems like a moral obligation to me, uh, and it seems like there should be a moral obligation of the uh, government to take care of its people again if all the other industrialized nations in the world can do it why can't we
0: well that yes and i I feel this way about it it's like without getting too deeply into the list of things we choose to spend money on at the state local and federal level of the bureaucracy we can't spend money on that we can't spend money on the stuff that we're talking about. Right. It's like I, I've always been now I don't I'm not pro the military, industrial, congressional complex that's going on. Yeah. It's like but I am pro us having a strong ass national defense. Sure, absolutely. And infrastructure and education. Yeah. You know, and then within all of that, healthcare.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that those are those are some of the yeah.
1: Yeah, the big three for me would be pretty much the same. Education, the infrastructure, which is falling apart, and uh, health care. Those are three big things that... Uh, but I guess greed gets in the way more than anything else. And the uh, discrepancy between um, the haves and have-nots, so to speak, grows larger all the time. Um, it's just not... Uh, I guess we've lost our moral direction in some ways.
0: What? Do, what? Why do you think that is? Do you think that's, um, a lot of people would, uh, would say that, you know, we've taken God out of society too much. Like I hear yeah, that argument in the, in the South, particularly a
1: lot. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with God. Uh, there can be morality, um, among atheists. And, uh, for me, uh, you know, my my concept, my ideas about God are so far from that uh, right-wing understanding of things that, you know, by many standards, I wouldn't even be called religious. Um, and that's fine. You know, you label me whatever you want to label me. Crazy man, that's okay. Uh, uh, I'm kind of a... Remember the old song... Uh, He's a walking contradiction. Yeah, partly truth and partly fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it probably fits me pretty well.
0: <clears throat> yeah, they, just a heathen.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's um, what. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with uh, just speaking on issues of morality and basic decency and hum- uh, empathy towards human rights? Yeah. With what's going, I have a friend of mine. I'm hoping that he comes on the podcast. His name's Billy Reader. He's a journalist. He's been he has a he's been on sabbatical. He's a sailboat. He's been down around Corpus Christi. He keeps going to the border, and he's reporting on it. He's a blogger, up, and uh, he's a professor at Tech. And he and I've been asking him questions. I shoot him a message every now and then. I'm like, man, I read that there's a hundred thousand people last month, and this is a couple months ago that showed up at the border in one month. Is that true? Yes. And it's these asylum laws. And he kind of goes into it. And I've just been going to him for information to try and understand. He's literally front lines. And he's like, well, you know, basically what's going on is these people, it's the asylum laws, but he's like, there are not enough people there. If they even worked 24 hours a day, they couldn't hear all of the cases it would still take months and months and months if you if you worked uh, you know 24 judges around the clock 24 hours a day and then it's like how much due process are you providing it's still going to be hurried and rushed proceedings okay and last Mm -hmm. time there's a hurried and rushed proceeding jesus got crucified right (laughs) joking but true um but what's going on with, with our asylum laws and with immigration? And I, I see it. I've been explaining to people this way. I'm like, yes, you know, um, in the 60s and 70s and even after that, we were in South America installing our little flavor of democracy down there. And now those um, threads have come unwoven. Yeah. And w- there's regime changes happening. And a lot of people are fleeing that. Fleeing a situation created by Western ideas. Right. Coming to the West, and it's... Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, there's no excuse treating any human being the way they're being treated down there. No excuse. Um, well, I, I guess Hitler excused it in some form fashion. A lot of people
0: uh, are cross-analyzing to the concentration camps and other yeah, things, too. Yeah. More so like, uh, this is the one I've heard of, they came to get these people, and I said nothing because I wasn't right. one of those yes. people. Yeah. And it's like, and then they just tacked on basically South Americans me. at the border of the United States, and yeah. I wasn't one of them, yeah. and I was like, ooh.
1: Yeah, the parallels are pretty scary if you know anything about your history. Um, 1930s Germany, there's some definite parallels, and it's scary. Um, again, there's no excuse for treating anyone like that. Uh, unless you dehumanize them, uh, which is, again, exactly what Hitler and uh, uh, Himmler and that bunch did. Uh, And, uh, you know, most of us come from immigrants. (laughs) That's the sad irony of all of it, you know. uh, You know, uh, my wife is part Native American. She has a, you know, she might could say... um, you know wait a minute I'm, I'm a native but uh you know uh, to claim these people don't have a right to seek asylum seems pretty sad to me
0: you you know what I, I mean i was i was thinking about this the other day just because i just hope that we don't hit a spurt where we backslide in um some of the forward progress we've had with, like, uh, gay rights and things like that. Because it's like, imagine, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, we got you. we got your marriage license on file. That's how we know you're gay. Yeah. Like, if we ever have any type of turnaround like that and we want to go after those people, there is an easy paper trail. Yeah,
1: file. absolutely.
0: And I just thought about that for the first time the other day, and I was like, shit. Like that's that. Uh, there's implications there that absolutely. And I mean, yes, no more so than it, than you or I, I guess you know. And because I'm thinking about this too, if things are starting to work like this technology-wise. Is you'd be able to type in <clears throat> my name and something I said on a video, right? And the software will pull it up. Yeah, that's uh, that's remarkable. So let's say, for example. Um, words that you don't want people to say like right. that, and for lack of and I'll just but like uh, because there's a lot of deniers out there in uh, that the Alex Jones controversy of the Sandy Hook thing he
1: mm-hmm. has you know,
0: a lot of controversy surrounding people or or 911 truthers or these conspiracies but if you've been say putting out video content on those things they are coming up or already have an existence it's not the words you write anymore it's not it's we can you said that in some obscure video from ten years ago in a podcast you did on somebody else's show, yeah, and we have it right here, yeah that's kind of daunting too. The technological ways that we can keep track of people um have you heard that they can get uh, cardiac signatures on individuals now? No, be like yeah, yeah, Brian and Dana are sitting in that studio back there. We can tell it's them by their heartbeat. And they're in a van, yeah. Up on the uh, up, up on, on the hill. hill at the church or something, you know. So it's pretty scary. <clears throat> it is, man. And the, well, we're spending money on developing that kind of stuff, yeah. To so we can, you know, look, at, look and, at people, yeah. Monitor them or, or what have you. Yeah,
1: that kind of kind of uh, Orwellian <laughs> feeling about things, and yeah, yeah. And again, you know, the the parallels with. With uh, your historian, um, do you think that uh, uh, people who don't know history are destined to repeat it?
0: Yes, and yes, I do. And, uh, like, the, the most uh, bang-your-head-up-against-the-wall idea ever is you see that process still repeating, even though people, quote-unquote, know. Like, I was joking around with one of my mentors that comes to the gym. I was just like... You know I was lecturing on the Roman Republic today, and it's kind of crazy that shit has not changed at all, no. like just within the bickering and the murdering and the oh man, we gotta we gotta hit on this um, so there's a a funny, funny meme, and it's like uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, and they got their muscles together, and it says, "Liberals conservatives, Jerry Epstein's suicide." Mm. Uh, did you hear about this Jerry Epstein yeah, suicide? I
1: heard about that, yeah.
0: The the memes on the internet right now, like last person to visit Jerry Epstein, it's like Hillary Clinton with a mustache and a wig and all this stuff. But, you know, Bill Clinton flew on his jet like 40-something
1: times. Really?
0: Documented. Mm-hmm. And um, that guy was on 24-hour-a-day suicide watchers, camera malfunction, yeah. all this stuff. And... I'm just like if that de- and now I'm just like I don't even think he's dead. I think you guys got him out of there or something, but apparently he is about to roll on some people.
1: And mm, really didn't know that this guy's yeah
0: this guy's in there for uh, like sex trafficking of yeah. girls and yeah. children and years going back. And I think they had him the earliest thing I read is that they were watching since 2004. But just the connections he has to people where you're just like and it, granted they could have no idea what he's into. Right. But man, it's uh everybody's looking at that situation like, what is going on? Okay. No man. What uh what is the explanation for that? I mean, you ever watch Law and Order Special Victims Unit? Like oh, what yeah, causes yeah. people I've seen every episode. <laughs> what causes people to be sick in that way. Uh, uh, of, uh, of, I mean, I see that as a mental illness, and, like, here's another thing. is like a whole bunch of people are like, if that dude is dead, we as a society want his body on display. One, to prove that yeah. he is dead. Yeah. Two, that's what we want done with pedophiles. Yeah. And I hear that all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And I know there's some serious moral and ethical implications oh, yeah. there because sure. capital punishment in general. Yeah. But, I mean... We deal with it in our community, Sex Offender Registry. And right.
1: I think those people, I mean, they're sick. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I mean, we can use all kinds of language like pedophile and so forth, but, but basically they're just sick, sick individuals.
0: Do you think it's... It, do you think it's often victims themselves, born that way? I mean, what is a...
1: That's, that's a tough one. You know, the, the old nature-nurture controversy goes, you know, way, way back. Um, and obviously there are different opinions about this, but it would seem that, uh, you know, genetics uh, plays major role in setting the uh, parameters for who we are and how we act. Uh, but environment, uh, interacts with that and can even determine whether or not a gene turns on or turns off. Um, there's, again, there's some, um, uh, controversy over whether or not, uh, somebody like a sociopath, uh, whether their brain, you can actually see differences in their brain. Um, um, and then that brings up an issue is if they have a um, deformed brain, do we have the right to, <laughs> you know, so that I mean, gets gets really crazy. But definitely, uh, you know, pedophiles, in my opinion, are some of the sickest people out there. Um,
0: I've, I've struggled with that a lot because those are the people you – because I, I'm not uh, – I, re- I did a, a two ethics courses in an mm-hmm. undergraduate, and one of them was uh, contemporary moral issues, suicide, mm-hmm. euthanasia, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and capital punishment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've followed that uh, Netflix show they put out a couple of years, Making a Murder. It's kind of a documentary style, but it's basically where this they uncovered that this guy was wrongfully in prison for like twenty years, and and there have been. There's projects, innocence projects and all this, where people, they're on death row. And it's like, and sometimes those are connected to biases and things like that, too. That makes me real nervous on anything. So it's like when you hear about some horrible story of a pedophile doing something, like a Jerry Epstein story, or there that might be some darker conspiracy, it's like, yeah, I want that person to die. Yeah. And it's like it's real interesting to me how you can, I, like, I mean, me personally, I fall down like, yeah, but what about, like, this guy, yes, he's on death row, but if we kill him, you know. But it's almost like, yeah, but he didn't really do anything like pedophilia, so I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And it's interesting how we.
1: Start splitting hairs over stuff. Oh, man, yes, yeah. yes.
0: um I was uh, listening to this guy. That when I was a kid, grew up around, and he was speaking of all this stuff. Uh, the Nazi rally we had in Russellville, yes. at the Hall, he was speaking yes. at that. He was the guy in the wheelchair with the neck brace. He died three days later, but he was talking on this AETN documentary about liberating Dachau, he, and and he's Jewish, uh, but a Christian too. Yeah, and um, he was talking about how I guess it, it's at a certain point he said he was talking about all the rail cars just full of bodies, and they they found some live people, and then I guess a bunch of people um what they they discovered what had happened the the prisoners that were there when they heard the Americans were close and like when the Germans started leaving the camp, basically just tore the guards apart with their bare hands mm. And he was talking about that and I was just like, Whoa. But what was crazy is I'm I was thinking, I'm like, what made him flip that switch of like, why didn't you tear the guards months apart, apart months, months ago? Yeah. You know, and and like help is on the way so we can we can commit atrocity now and not even but it's like atrocity committed against you so therefore it's okay so then you see you get back into that loop again that's right and i remember hearing as a kid you know you're like my i was raised uh in church and stuff my dad's reading about like samson killing a thousand philistines with the jawbone of a donkey or something like that and i'm just like hell yes but isn't killing bad yes but the philistines are bad okay so we can kill them And I'm like, okay, okay, (laughs) yes, the Philistines are against God, so we'll kill the shit out of them. You know, but then it's like, well, these people are against God too, so let's kill the shit out of them also. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slippery slope, man. Uh, I don't even know, uh, because of all of those little paradigms, I don't even know how to to look at things, hysteria and, and hate and, you know, the freedom of speech aspects of it and everything else.
1: Yeah. And there is uh, definitely something to that uh, mob mentality. Uh, of course, you know the uh, just all kinds of weird stuff, uh, bystander effect.
0: Uh, what um, did you see any of the video of that white supremacist rally? I was watching that yesterday.
1: Actually, I was downtown um, when uh, they came through. They kind of marched through or something. Yeah, they were marching around the courthouse Uh, in that uh, block. Yeah, I was actually at Old Bank when that was going on. How did
0: it make you feel to look outside and see a Nazi flag going by? It
1: was pretty pretty spooky. And uh, some folks in there, uh, it upset them a great deal. Um, yeah, spooky. Spooky.
0: I mean, where do we, where do we draw the line on something like that as a society of uh, of fr- free, free speech. speech? Exactly. And um, most universally, I haven't talked to anyone other than people I know that say free speech. That's like, yes, we. That was a good thing. We we appreciated having that in the community. It was a good demonstration. No, everybody's like, "F that." We don't want that shit in our community. That's definitely the minority. Like um, these people came in. Some of them from here in Pope County, but came in from other counties and out of state and stuff. But it's like we are going to tolerate that because of free speech, and and I like free speech, right? You know, because people are like. Somebody was like, you know, I hate Nazis. And I was like, and I love free speech. You know, so it's like, "Eh." but, you know, here we are also creating technologies where it's like, did they talk about things we don't want people talking about on their YouTube? We'll just take that down. Let's do a little search and see if they said that word. So it's like, you know, we are in a time where I'm seeing like via technology, things like podcasts and stuff of people being flagged for talking about these controversial things, not saying we're getting into controversy, but more just like this is a real issue in our community, but it's also happening all over. Yeah. You know, this level of hate and uh, white supremacy and the shield wall network and all all of this stuff going around, it's not just here in the South. It's not just here. I'm seeing hate all over. I'm seeing this. In other
1: countries as well.
0: Y- yes. European
1: countries, even. Yeah. Um, yeah. the Question is, you know, what is it that's driving this? And again, I don't, I don't think you can point to one thing. I think there are multiple, multiple uh, factors that create that kind of atmosphere. You know. You know, you would hope through education you could teach people what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, but we seem to be losing ground there as well.
0: I know. it's a, I think about that a lot, particularly like in the gym, you know, just teaching people martial arts and mm-hmm. martial arts coming with a certain level of uh, things like self-control and discipline. And, you know, I made a post on Facebook er, uh, earlier about... Uh, the word "samurai" mm-hmm. means to be of service to others. You know, like that is it. That is the Japanese verb. That's what it means. And you know, some people don't give a shit about that. Like no. they're just like, "No, I'm here for me. Yeah, I don't care about them. Yeah." And I don't push that at all. I mean, uh, what I push is like, "No, uh, if you don't want to be here for them, then." You go train somewhere else because yeah. this is this is the culture of what we're gonna do in here almost like it's like if I can't have a utopian society the gym is gonna be utopian as possible yeah. you know what I'm saying it's like a, of, b- but then also too you can't control culture you can only influence it and I can't make people I still have to be accepting of people that aren't necessarily on board right. with, but but not at the cost of other people not at the, po- the cost of them being the piece of fruit that's rotting in the bowl that infects my other fruit you know so it's um it's interesting how people will selfishly just i mean just well all the pollution environment there's so many places we see it's like i would never litter right but everywhere i look there's There's litter
1: everywhere yeah Yeah, driving down the interstate think why don't people care any more than to to not do that you know (laughs)
0: Um, here's here's one I got for you. And maybe you can offer why it's this way. Um, none of these people that have committed any of these atrocities that we've hit on, uh, these shootings, school shootings, shopping markets, or anything, are women.
1: Yeah, interesting, isn't it?
0: Like, what is that all about? And two, here's another thing, like, I bet if you looked at a lot of stuff going on, it wouldn't be like pollution and things like that. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a, maybe I'm just, re- I don't have any data on that, yeah. you know, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel like women are less likely to pollute than men, you know, like, yeah. but it's, uh, Cora brought that up the other day and I was like, damn. And you guys got suppressed for thousands of years. Like, yeah. and here we are shooting up supermarkets. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting.
1: I, uh, you know, look at education and I see a huge, huge deterioration in education.
0: You think that's methodological or what? think it's oversights you think it's like the lady that's our education secretary right now you think it's people like that doing the job I mean
1: well again it's multiple causes but uh, um, you know students well let's go back if you've read a letter home from a Civil War veteran or a person in the Civil War writing a letter home to, say, parents or to a loved one or something like that. Their uh, their ability to write, their grammar, their uh, syntax, uh, verbal agreement, uh, their beautiful letters, even their penmanship is beautiful. Um, and we're talking about, uh, you know, people with just minor education, <laughs> Uh, when, I, when I say minor, I mean...
0: Penmanship is really gone out the window. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, a lot of kids, I will ask in class, can any of you write cursive and there'll be only two or three hands yeah, that's go up. Yeah, gone
0: by the wayside.
1: Um, the uh, ability to think in a critical manner has just gone by the wayside. You know, students want to know, um, do we get a study guide? And I tell them, no, your book is your study guide, you know. Uh, they have been hand-fed certain little things that you need to know to pass the a disjunction
0: test. of lower education and higher education. Yes. yes, is the when I was an undergraduate, I worked on a program that was trying to bridge that gap a lot. That's what I how I really first got into. Well, a little before that, I got into video editing and video making. But while well, I was working on a program our, our our goal would be to sit down with somebody like you hey but, you know Dr Thomason I got a high school sociology call psychology sociology teacher uh here in russellville and he needs he's doing a unit and he has no content he mm-hmm. needs you know it, when you do this unit what are some things you talk about can right. you can you give one twenty minute talk on a topic from this and and um, we're gonna film it, we're gonna edit it, and we're gonna make it on DVD and send it to him. Or, or we're gonna upload it where he can access it on the YouTube. So um, really solid idea. Um, but it's like that was the whole uh, thing is because we're like what we're talking about, there's that disconnect. It's like yeah. the people are getting here and they're not th- we need them exposed to that unit idea that he doesn't have the content on because he didn't get it maybe when he was going. like here's the thing like, I could have gotten my high school licensure, which I almost did. I just just need to go through a couple classes to intern, the phase two portion Mm -hmm. of the program. And I was just like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to do that because I could have got stuck teaching American government and political science classes only, for example, civics. Yeah. And I had nine hours of that nine total
1: yeah
0: and it's this like okay i gotta go through this big licensure program and meet all these criteria and not get content subject matter in my field and it's just it's that there's this disconnect there and being go through this big licensure program i don't have to have a licensure to work at the community college no you know what i'm saying because it's your
1: discipline that makes the difference there
0: Yes, it, and it's and then there's a well, you have to have eighteen hours minimum of this discipline in order to teach this, um, so I just there's disconnects everywhere like yeah. that. We got any happy stuff to talk about, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Seems like we've, it was all downers, didn't we solved downers. Well, you know, yeah. all we're doing is really just kind of riffing on the spirit of the times, man. Yeah, yeah. I tell people this all the time because everybody, like we were talking before, I right, think like right before we hit record, is everybody asked a podcast if it's if they've never done a podcast before, which is most people. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about? Yeah. It was like, well, you know, I don't know. If we planted it, it, might mess it up. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, these are the things going on right That's now. Right. Unfortunately, we're not talking about anything that wasn't a news report in the last five days.
1: Yeah, it's not like uh, they had a uh, big uh, rally for for peace lately. You know, it's been all downers. So,
0: well, yeah. and two the the rallies they are having, people like the comments section on social media is such an atrocious place to be. Like, I just saw somebody make some sort of post about something totally just not hate-related. And then somebody was like, yeah, I saw more of that at the Pride rally or something like that. This was like a dig on that, you know? And yeah. I was just like, man, like, leave those people alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. a peaceful get-together yeah. for more rights. And yeah. it's like, you're yeah. probably the guy being like, where's that technology where we can find them? You know, it's... It's it's daunting, but
1: yeah, my understanding that uh, they had had a pride rally out in Oklahoma City here not too long ago. My understanding was that uh, you know it was a very nice thing. So
0: now that I mean, they had one in Fayetteville recently. Oh, really? Yes, I about um, that one. I knew uh, I had a couple of students go to it. Which, and I mean, I get, I get. Back and forth on because I will be accommodating to people, oh, yeah. right? Especially, but I also want people to um, dot their eyes across these because, like, we are in a time, even in our place uh, in the world, where um, just like even on campus, like the diversity, the diversity in the student and employees, yes, is it's you know, it's not you're not just going to be a, a straight white person, yeah. Universally <laughs> speaking, you know, yeah. Um, but we did get an email the other day that was like, be sure and go over your pronouns first day of class. And I was like, that's about a step, a skip and a jump further than I thought we were. Like I knew we were there, but like now it's a, now it's an email being like, you should probably implement this to what you do. And I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I'm like, I, it, my thing is this, like I will accommodate you, but. I need you, like, where, how you want me to accommodate you? If it could say that on the roll, that'd be fucking great for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you see, I get what you want me to say, and that is a non-issue with me. But when I look at this role, I got a call, they don't say that. Yeah. And that's where it's like, then it opens up, like, I just got like a weird liability of, like, what if I accidentally say the wrong thing? But then it's like every day on your toes of, like, say the right thing. And then it becomes just this one issue with this one student or whatever. And it's like, again, I have no problems accommodating. Right. I'm, I'm more than happy to, but it's like, dot your I's across your T's. I guess it's really, I, I would say probably harder to change your name. Like, I know it's super easy, and that's another thing. It's like, this is society we're going to live in. Like, you know how easy it was for my wife to change your last name when we got married? Super easy. So, like, a trans person can't change your name mm-hmm. super easy where it's a $5,000 expense and then they got to be forced into some sort of weird thing where they accidentally get called the wrong name that they want to get called, but they're, they're living as this other Mm -hmm. gender. And in a social setting of like, yes, I get called this name every day and then one day there's a slip up and that name's the opposite gender. And it's, you know, it, it's a weird, right. it's a weird thing, but it's like, it's just a byproduct of like, apparently, I, I don't, I haven't looked too heavily into it, but apparently it's just not easy for like, let's say a 20 year old person to run out and change first and last name because of, well, why are you doing that? Are you trying to steal someone's identity? Like, I guess, I guess you're going to change your first name. It's, there's more to it. I don't know. Hmm. But. That's uh, maybe there needs to be a policy relaxation. Because that's the the very definitive gist I've gotten from younger people is like the name change part is not happening. Hmm. It's more of like an alias for them because they just haven't been able to, can't afford it, haven't been able to go through the process or whatever. Wow.
1: Well, I'm like you. I'm going to accommodate and I'm going to be open to whatever a student wants you know within reason so i'm
0: probably even i mean this sounds weird i don't know why but i'm probably even more accommodating to those students i don't i don't know if it's like a i just like it's almost like a point of empathy like i get that you're gonna you're gonna have it uh, harder it's gonna be more difficult and i feel bad for them. you know it's uh i don't have to deal with that and, and it's like if, it, it's your, if you're born that way type of a deal, you know. It's, yeah. If that is, if you could, if there's nothing you could do to help this, if it's a, some sort of a genetic or a, a, a chemical in your brain or whatever it is. that I mean, something obviously is making you yeah. very, really identify with that. Um, and it's, you know, I don't know what that is. I don't, but I can still have empathy for that person. Sure. A lot of people can't. I don't, I, I've never understood
1: that. There is this, I think that that's a key thing to what's going on in this country and, well, not just this country, but across the world. If you're not like us, we got a problem with you.
0: If you don't have empathy for transsexuals, okay, you're the enemy. Yeah. And that's it, it could be that, because what's yeah. crazy is the haters are saying that, or both sides are saying yeah. the same thing, and it, that's the, Everybody got to be right type of... Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, so what would you think about training today, Jeb? It was great, yeah. Good times. I learned we'll have a lot.
1: You. Um, you know, to be as old as I am, uh, <laughs> I don't move like I used to. I've, I've got things that hurt that didn't hurt 30 years ago, but uh, um, I thought it was very good. Worked up a good sweat, and it was... I think I learned that's a lot. Good. I it's appreciate good, it be good for you getting out there and moving yeah. around like that. And
0: yeah. man, it's the biggest inspiration with this guy rolling that's coming in. Yeah, because he's seventy-one, and he is usually the smallest person in the class. And he gets out there and he does the technique portion of the class. He drills, and then when we start, we start sparring or rolling mm-hmm. is what they like they, uh, what we call it in jiu-jitsu. He and I'll just going over to the other side of the mat and start start doing the Wing Chun dummy or start. He showed me a lot of throws, a lot of off balances. His breaking of the balance is special. Mm. I mean, it's just different. It's and he's like, it's because it's the sword. But um, that guy's been blowing my mind. But one of these. Um, Tuesday or Thursday nights. Yeah. You'll have to try and sneak in for I'll a class cuz cuz he's down there so I've been getting 2 hours a week with him. So like from about 7:15 to 7:45 we'll go train and do stuff and then we'll class will be over, we'll bow out and then he and I will also uh, go <laughs> train after class another 30 45 minutes. And he's like, oh, i got to go replace the hip tomorrow. I'll see you later. (laughs) I'm just like a master with a blade, I see. (laughs) But uh, he is, the other night, um, one of the white belts accidentally took his keys home. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So he called like the only Uber in Russellville to take him back to Clarksville. And this guy, I was like, man, Rowan, I'm so sorry this happened, man. And, And he's like, just acceptance. And I was like, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and then this, so the Zuber guy pulls up, it's like, yo, I'm looking for Rolando. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Mr. Roland is here. I open the door and this little Asian man walks out carrying his uh, Japanese <laughs> katana, man. And like that, the, the cab driver is like, what is going on here? <laughs> you got this little old band leaving here with a samurai sword, going to Clarksville. So I bet that was an interesting I bet ride. It was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll definitely uh, try to make it over.
0: Ah, man, I really. Um, it's it's been it's been fascinating because outside of him, there's two other guys that are both over seventy. Uh, my original judo mentor, um, who's also a former Green Beret and one of my instructor's dads, he lives out north of Dover. Um, and he's got some knee issues and stuff, so uh, he he gets out on the mat less and less every year. But he's been coming down more because Roland's down there. And then there's this other guy named Gary, who's a high-ranking judo guy out of Clarksville, retired, Man, we're trying to get more stuff like that. Um, with this new gym growth, uh, one thing we are talking recently about adding is, uh, have you ever heard of Rocksteady Boxing? Mm-hmm. It's basically a, boxing, a, a national boxing certification program that you go through and you get certified. And then let's say, let's say you had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Your insurance would pay for you to go to this boxing class. Oh, cool. Because studies have shown that that type of... I mean, you're not going to get hit in the head, obviously. But the endurance side of it, the moving around, the repetition. Also this, um, doing things like counting uh, when you're exercising. There's been a lot of studies on that uh, where... You're counting uh, while you're performing a physical movement, and correlating it was just, uh, forms new neural pathways and repairs mm-hmm. neural pathways and stuff like that. So super, super interesting yeah, data definitely. on that. Yeah. Well,
1: very interesting, and I'm. I need to do more too. Yeah. Well, hey, th-
0: theoretically, <laughs> you got a little more time now. You are you yeah. are a very That's right. You're an adjunct now. That's you know. Right. Um, so, but uh, anyway, man, we can go ahead and wrap it up. I really appreciate you taking the time to Thanks for to inviting, come out. Got gotcha. you
1: appreciate you.
0: Been been uh, mentioned getting down and doing this, and so now you know yep. what it's like. Yep. If if we ever apparently one of my former students gobbled up Ray Trower for his first podcast, I was like, dude, you know, I got a podcast right when are we doing one yeah. now that you have experience yeah cool so um maybe we'll have a podcast right he lives in Russellville I yeah. told him I'm like dude now I know you do podcasts you're gonna have to come be on mine
1: <laughs> sounds great
0: yeah. yeah well I appreciate right. you doc um yeah. you got you got anything you do, you do you have any books or anything you have anything you want to plug uh intellectual property anything uh, like that well
1: sure um you know I mentioned Ken Wilber's stuff a while ago um where to start would be a
0: um is that the name of his work uh, he, or he uh, just he is a you said he has a collected works
1: yeah he's got a collected works i was thinking you know which which one to say start with is probably uh, i'd have to give that some thought but if someone wanted to look up ken wilburn look at some of his books uh that would be a great place to start um of course um Depends on what field you're talking about. Do you now. do you
0: have any published works out there?
1: My, I've only got um, some things in in a, a dictionary. I've got um, I think um, like six articles published in a in a religious dictionary. Did you
0: then. did you get that with um, infant uh, infant faith and adult spirituality? Is that was that a published article?
1: No. No, that's just uh, something I put together for uh, to give to clients and to other people that are interested in it. It's mostly just a collection of other people's works. You know, I quote them in there. I've just kind of pulled some things together to try to help people understand that uh, um, faith, like uh, development in general, is a developmental process. Um, like uh, we move from... Uh, infancy to childhood to adolescence to young adulthood to middle adulthood to to uh, uh, old age uh, our progress in our faith development uh, is the same it it, it uh, is a progressive thing we don't reach a point where we go oh I have arrived uh, it's uh
0: what's funny is when you reach the point where you realize that the arrival is not a thing
1: yeah yeah it's all about the journey
0: so yeah, yeah and well it's just like i just gave i had they've talked to you about this a little bit in the past but if it went back to a lot of my mentors and like you dudes didn't say anything about this shit you didn't say it's going to be this way <laughs> like you know it's just like yeah you, you could have told me <laughs> yeah like it, it's just like <laughs> It's, it's fascinating, yeah. but I al- also joke, and then as another guy, Faw, Gary Vaynerchuk's been saying this, it's like, all you adults who are claiming to have it figured out, who are telling your kids to figure it out, need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, um, because it is. I, I, I thought I would, you know, it's like, okay, my brain will be done developing at 25. I will have gotten my master's <laughs> degree, and then and then I will know everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, man, as I age, it's like you're talking about like hitting different levels of consciousness yeah. and different these different phases of your life and meeting your goals along with that, too.
1: Yeah, and the ones you don't meet, you know. Um, I'm 65, retired, and trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, you know. <laughs> so well, we'll have to get together and do the, talk more about well, that.
0: Well, yeah, well, if... Um I'll, uh, we'll have to play it by ear. I think I might be in town, uh, next week. We'll have to get some more training in too, man. I I enjoy. It's not, uh, it's, it's kind of funny because a lot of folks in, uh, the jujitsu world, Brazilian Uh jujitsu, they think training that a keto bullshit is stupid. Really? Dogmatism. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you're over here talking about wrist locks. Like you think they're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people do a lot of that waza. Yeah. Huh. wrist locking techniques. So, man, I got an open mind, but it, it, it's funny. As Bruce Lee went through the same things, it's like, are <laughs> you training other arts other than kung fu? What are you thinking? Like, and you're teaching it to these people too. Like, you're working with Dana and teaching them this art that you're not even ranked in, or whatever it is. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm studying that art because it's got this lock like the Americana that I do, and I want to know more about the Americana. Yeah. So what have you. Well, man, again, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the invitation. uh, Yes, sir. We're signing off. Okay. See you guys.